Welcome to B2B Writing Success, the podcast on building a thriving business as a business-to-business writer or copywriter. B2B Writing Success is brought to you by American Writers and Artists, Inc. Now here's your host, copywriting expert and business coach, Steve Slonwhite. Hello, fellow B2B writers and copywriters. Hope you had a great week with your business. This week, the topic is called Three Insights into Buyers That You Need to Know. And you really do need to know this because if you know these three insights, it's going to help you write better copy for your clients and also write that copy a lot faster and a lot easier with a lot less stress. So you want to know these three insights. Now, this all relates to buyer personas. And I know that I've talked about buyer personas before, but just a reminder for those who are new listeners, maybe unfamiliar with the term, a buyer persona is simply a document that uh, gives you the characteristics of your client's target audience. Let's say your client's target audience is warehouse managers because your client is a forklift truck manufacturer, okay? Now, a buyer persona would would, uh, list all the characteristics, common characteristics of a warehouse manager and what that person does and what they're up against and their problems and needs and how they use forklift trucks and what they're worried about and what they're trying to accomplish. And it gives you a picture of your client's target audience. And you know that the clearer the picture you have of your client's target audience, uh, the easier the copy is to write and you'll write it a lot faster and more fluidly as well. Uh, Let me give you just a very easy example. We'll, go, we'll talk about warehouse managers. Let's say that in, you had a buyer persona that indicated that a warehouse manager wants to improve productivity in the warehouse. They want to ship things on time. They don't want to miss any deadlines, any shipping deadlines, especially in this day and age when everybody wants delivery in two days or same day delivery. Uh, warehouse managers are under more pressure now to never meet, uh, miss a deadline and always ship on time or even earlier than on time. So you can imagine how that would drive your copy. If you're writing copy about a, these new forklift trucks and how productive they can be and, and how efficient they can be, you can see how you can align that in your copy with what uh, warehouse managers are up against. Okay, and you learn that from a buyer persona or a buyer profile or a target market profile. They sometimes go by different names. Now, let's say I added some information to that profile. Let's say, for example, I also told you that in a major survey of warehouse managers, 89% said that safety is a big issue for them that especially amongst uh, equipment users in the warehouse like forklift truck operators. Safety is a big issue because when there's an accident with a forklift truck, what happens? Well, first of all, that person driving the forklift truck is no longer productive. So we're into a downtime situation. That driver may be injured. It may require a lot of attention in that warehouse. It slows things down. It creates downtime. Also, Insurance rates go up if you get too many accidents. If you're a warehouse that has a uh, track record of a lot of workplace safety issues and accidents, insurance companies are going to raise your rates. So that's why safety is a big issue. Now, if you knew that, okay, how would that impact 
how you wrote copy for your forklift truck manufacturer client. Well, obviously, it, it would you'd adapt to that. You, you'd talk about safety. You'd highlight safety because you know it's a big issue. So that's what I'm talking about when I talk about buyer personas and how important they are. But I got a question from a podcast listener, Jim. And Jim said, you know, it's great that you told us that you should have a buyer persona, but I received a buyer persona from my client that was 25 pages long, had all kinds of information. And all I'm, I'm doing is writing a short email campaign. How do I use all this information uh, to write an email campaign? How do I actually use the persona to write copy? What is the practical application of it? And that was a very, very good question because he's right. I've seen buyer personas and buyer profiles myself that were uh, 20 pages long. I've also seen them that were one paragraph long. I've seen them very short as well. So the same problem uh, presents itself. How do you take information you get from your client about their target audience and apply that into writing great copy for your client? And keep in mind, sometimes you don't have a formal buyer persona from your client. Sometimes it's the result of you interviewing your client and asking the right questions and getting profile information on the target audience that way. Okay, there's, so there's many different ways you, can, you, you get buyer persona information. Sometimes it's a formal document. Sometimes it's a more informal telephone call with your client and you asking questions. But the problem remains, how do you use that information when you're writing copy? Well, let me give you uh, some tips. There's actually three insights into a buyer, into your client's target audience that you need to know that'll make it very obvious and easy for you when it comes to writing marketing copy and content. Three things you need to know. Okay, so let's, uh, let's set this up. Imagine your client is a forklift truck manufacturer and he's given you a buyer profile that's about 20 pages long. Okay, all this information and you're writing something, you're writing an ad or you're writing a web page or something short. How do you use all that information to write great copy for that project? Okay, there's three things you got to get from that profile. Three insights you got to get. Number one, what is the target audience? And we'll just call this warehouse manager. So I'll just use that, that term. What are warehouse managers' problems, needs, and goals as related to the forklift trucks that your client is selling? So, I mean, warehouse managers have a lot of problems, needs, and goals, but they may have nothing to do with forklift trucks. So obviously, what is their problems, needs, and goals? Because business buyers make buying decisions based on one of those three things. They either have a problem, or maybe it's not a problem, but they have a need. Okay, they just are required to do something. They have a need, or they have a goal. They have an objection. They're trying to meet deadlines. They're trying to uh, become more productive. Whatever the case may be, they got a problem, need, or goal. So what problems, problems needs, or goals do your client's target audience, in this case warehouse managers, have related to the offer? Okay, what keeps them up at night? You know, what solutions are they constantly looking for? I remember many, many years ago, 
uh, before I started my career in copywriting, in my early 20s, in fact, I was a salesperson for a few years, industrial sales. And one of the things I sold was uh, industrial strapping, you know, those metal straps that go around skids, you may have seen them. Uh, I sold that, plus a lot of other shipping stuff as well. And I sold to a lot of warehouse managers. It's probably the reason why I use it as an example when I'm teaching copywriting. And one thing I've, I learned from them when I was selling is that the one thing that keeps them up at night is they don't want any nightmare scenarios where a package falls apart in shipment. They want absolute certainty that when they wrap a skid and prepare a shipment for shipment, once that truck has left or that train or plane has left, to deliver that item, it's going to arrive safely, not broken, okay, not damaged in any way, arrive safely. That keeps them up at night, okay? So, uh, you know, with that information, I use that information to help sell more strapping because when I spoke to warehouse managers, I emphasize how safe their uh, skids will be with this great strapping that I sold, Okay. So, because I knew that kept them up at night. So, ask yourself that question when you're going through a buyer profile or you're talking to your client about their target audience. What are their problems, needs, or goals related to, you know, what it, whatever it is that your, uh, your client is selling? So, that's number one. Number two, what is it about the offer or product or service that is likely to persuade the target audience to take the next step. What, what is it about the offer that is likely to persuade them to take the next step? Okay, so let's, let's use the example we've been using. What is it about these forklift trucks that is likely to persuade warehouse managers to take the next step? The next step may not be buying the product right away. The next step might be to arrange for a live demonstration or to receive a proposal or to speak to a, a sales consultant, or to download a white paper to learn more about the safety features of the forklift trucks, or something of that nature, okay? Whatever the next step is in the marketing piece you're writing, what is it about your client's product or service that is gonna, that's likely gonna persuade them to take the next step? And that's where you really gotta put your thinking cap on, your copy strategist hat on, and think about it, and strategize about it. What is the one thing that is likely to get them to take the next step? Okay, maybe it's a big benefit. Maybe it's uh, a, uh, a special offer. Okay, it could be a pricing offer that for a limited time only. Maybe that will motivate them to take the next step. But whatever it is, you got to figure that out. Okay, that's number two. And then third insight you must know about buyers when writing copy that you need to get from your buyer profile is what is likely to hold them back from taking that next step? So, in this, so my example, what is likely to hold warehouse managers back from taking the next step? Okay. It could be a lot of different things, but you got to figure out what the hidden objection is. And sometimes it's not so hidden. Sometimes it's pretty obvious. You know, what's likely to make them not want to take the next step? Okay. It could be, like to use our example of uh, forklift trucks, it could be the buying process itself. 
If you're a warehouse manager and you're looking at buying 12 forklift trucks, and even if they have a lot of great benefits, it's going to help with productivity. It's going to reduce, uh, it's going to increase safety in the warehouse. It may help them reduce insurance costs. What a great product these, these, well, what a great buy these 12 forklift trucks would be. But what is likely to hold a warehouse manager back? Maybe it's the buying process itself. If you had to buy forklift trucks, you have to uh, get a budget approval. You have to get live demonstrations of that forklift truck. You're not going to buy forklift trucks without trying them first. You're going to have to get input from your drivers. You're going to have to be thinking about training because even though a forklift driver knows how to drive one type of forklift truck, he or she will still need training on the new type. Okay, you know, the levers might be in a different spot. There's all kinds of things. So um, you have to, uh, you know, there's lots, a warehouse manager may be dissuaded from taking the next step simply because it's too much trouble. Okay, so you got to figure this out. What is likely to hold them back? So those are the three insights that you need to get from any information that you get on your client's target audience. What are their problems, needs, or goals? What is it about your product or your service or your offer that is likely to persuade them to take the next step? And what is likely to hold them back from taking the next step? So that's one, two, three. So you may have a whole bunch of buyer persona information. You may have a a creative brief that the client gave you with a whole bunch of information about the target audience. You may be feeling overwhelmed. But really, when it comes down to it, you just need to know those three things. And if you know those three things, you can easily apply that knowledge when writing your copy. Because the answers to those questions go directly into your copy. It, it guides you into what to focus on and what, what to say in your copy. I'll, I'll finish off with giving you one last tip that I think is really important. When you come up with those answers to those three questions, send your client a quick email and confirm it with them. For example, you could say something like, Mr. Client, I went through all the material that you sent me. I read the buyer persona on warehouse managers. Thank you very much. And I've, I've uh, figured out or that, that what is likely to hold warehouse managers back from taking the next step is the buying process itself. It's long, it's arduous. Uh, would you agree with that? And if the client says yes, then you know you're on track and you can use that in the copy. Plus, your client is likely to be a little impressed with you because they, they know that you're thinking strategically about the messaging in their copy. Okay, not a lot of copywriters do that. So uh, that's it for this week's B2B Running Success. I hope you found this uh, podcast and this little lesson helpful. It certainly has helped me write copy for clients over the years and get really, really good results. So until next week, have a great week with your B2B writing or copywriting business. We hope you enjoyed this edition of B2B Writing Success with Steve Sloan-White. For more tips on building a thriving B2B writing business, visit www.b2bwritingsuccess.com.